Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Husker CuzCast. This is your host, Justin, filling in for Cousin Patrick. Patrick is going to be sidelined for four to six weeks as he recovers from a medical procedure. We certainly do wish him a full and speedy recovery, but he does insist the show must go on. So to help me to do this on a beautiful Wednesday night, October 12th, 2016, is, of course, Derek. And also, we welcome back Cousin Tyler to the Husker CuzCast. Hello, gentlemen. What's up? Hello. Hey, all right. All right, so uh, enough of the bye week blues. Uh, game week is back. Uh, following the bye week, we saw our beloved Cornhuskers crack the top 10 in the coaches and AP poll. So they're 10 in the coaches and 9 in the AP. It's been since 2011 since we've been ranked this high. So I ask you, Tyler, what does this mean to the program and to the fans? Well, for the program and the fans, this is huge. I mean, you know, as a fan, obviously you want to see the most success for your team as possible. And it's awesome to see that we started the year off better than I thought we were going to. You know, we've had a lot of big recruits in town, and they want to go to a program that's going to compete on a national level. And the fact that we're in that conversation right now, they're talking about us on ESPN, that's a huge deal for the program. Right. Uh, Derek, do you think we deserve this high of a ranking? You know, I'll start off by saying it's awesome being back in the top ten. As a fan, it is great. <clears throat> but do we deserve it? Uh, one could definitely make the argument that we're not deserving. We haven't played anybody. Our only, t- only team that we play with a winning record is Wyoming at 4-2. and two. Oregon, who we thought was going to be this huge win, has turned out to be nothing. They've lost to Washington State 51-33 to and Washington 70-21 to the last two games. These guys are terrible. I get they got some injuries, but, man, how do you lose 70-21? to 21? Oh, Nebraska's seen that before. But. <laughs> well, I kind of like the uh, idea that we're this high-ranked. You know, it's really good to see our name on the bottom of ESPN every time, you know, when scores are mentioned. You know, it seems so distant uh, that we've been ranked ranked period really you know in 2014 we hit number 11 but does anybody really remember that i i really didn't uh so uh you know derek Der- Der- Der, you mentioned that you think maybe we're a little overhyped but you gotta look at the teams around us i mean we're behind tennessee who barely beat appalachian state took a hail mary to beat georgia and has a loss already i mean we're ranked where we are because what everyone else is doing in the country True, but I, w- I would also mention that I also think Ole Miss and Tennessee are probably the, the most overranked teams, even more so than Nebraska. Right. You know, I think it's important for all of us to remember that these ra- rankings here are for entertainment purposes only. The true rankings won't come out until the uh, playoff committee releases their poll. And, you know, everybody wants to harbor on the fact that, you know, polls should not come out until October. Well, you know what? If they didn't come out, somebody would have something for somebody to talk about. And the AP and coaches poll, they've taken those roles now. So I'm okay with it. You know, we landed number 10, number 9. That's pretty darn good for the fans. Oh, but by all means, you have to keep these polls around just to give idiots like us something to talk about on a podcast. Sure. I uh, mean, otherwise we'd have our own polls to, that we'd be talking about. Nobody wants to hear that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, let's turn our focus to Indiana now. Uh, this game's going to be played at 2.30 at Indiana. T- 
Tyler, what do you think of this Indiana team? You know, I, I think this is the toughest game we've had thus far this season. You know, this is not your uh, daddy's uh, Indiana team. Indiana's real for, is for real this year. You know, they have the number one passing attack in the Big Ten. They have the third leading rusher in the Big Ten. You know, as a team, a lot of people are going to point to the fact they lost against Wake Forest, but they had five interceptions, only lost by five points. Indiana's going to be a tough test to see how Nebraska plays. I, I think you're right in the fact that it will be a tough test for us. But I'm not so sure it's because Indiana's that great as much as Nebraska seems to really play down to their competition. and I don't like that. Well, you know, this Indiana, they're definitely swinging up, uh, swinging up. Last year they had a 6-6 six and six regular season, and they played three top 15 opponents within a TD. They lost their bowl game to Duke in, in overtime, and they had a losing record. Uh, previous five years, Indiana, they only won eight games in the conference, and not one t- came from a top 25 team. I think that's really important headed into this year. Uh, you know, their quarterback, uh, Richard Legau, he's passing for a lot of yards, 1,460 to be exact, with 11 TDs. Uh, P- Tyler, you mentioned their running back. Uh, Divine Redding, he is really good. Uh, this Indiana team, you know, they're easy to root for, I think, coming out of the East just because they've been nobody for so long and everybody likes an underdog story. But uh, it, it's definitely going to be interesting. Uh, well, and the thing with Indiana is they don't generally beat themselves. You know, besides the Wake Forest game, they don't commit a lot of turnovers on offense. They have the fewest drop passes in the country. They have one drop ball all season long. Wow. This is a team that plays pretty good. You know, they don't have the most talent, but they're not beating themselves. And, you know, while Nebraska has been pretty good about not beating themselves this year so far, we all have the fear of the turnovers come back. And I think that's a lot of reason why there's a lot of fear about this game. Well, you know. Well. Go ahead, Derek. I, I, Another reason why I think this could be a tough game, and I usually don't try to read too much into this, but I do think teams tend to play up to this. This is Indiana's homecoming game. Oh, wow. So they might have a little extra motivation coming in. Yeah. uh, You know, we've seen the line on this. uh, I think it opened up at six and a half, and it's dropped down to four, four and a half, four. Three and a half yesterday, and now it currently it's three. Uh, so there's a lot of people like in Indiana on this, and as well as our fans. Uh, a lot of our fans are nervous about this game. So do you guys attribute this to Indiana's talent level, or is it ours, or what do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, I think you know most Husker fans. I mean, you, this is like. Husker fans are acting like we are going on the road to Bama this week. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of fear about us losing at Indiana, and I don't think it's Indiana. I mean, I, you know, we talked about what Indiana brings to the table. You know, they do have a, a good offense. But I think a lot of people are all of a sudden looking at our schedule, what we've done this year. You know, Derek, you talked about this earlier, but, you know, that Oregon win that we fought so hard to get, that doesn't look that impressive right now. You know, Illinois was probably our toughest game and that's our last memory we have <laughs> plus i think the biggest thing is the fact that you know we're looking at this game and 
we're down three of our best offensive players. Westerkamp isn't playing, Carter's not playing, and Zigbo's not playing. I mean, we're down to major weapons going on the road against a pretty good team. I think that's where the fear's coming from. Well, I, I think some of the fear is also coming from this is probably the best defense Indiana's had since I, since we've been in the Big Ten. I, before that, I've never paid attention to Indiana, so I can't really comment on what they did before we joined the Big Ten. But before, they were always kind of like the Baylors and the Oregons. They had a really potent offense, but they had no defense whatsoever. Well, now suddenly it's looking like their offense is slowing down a little bit, but their defense is really picking up. Well, I, I think that scares a lot of people. Well, I mentioned it, you know, uh, earlier. You know, they only have eight ga- eight wins in conference in the past five years. I think that tells a lot. You know, uh, it's a few more than what Baylor had when they were bad. Uh, and looking at their schedule this year, who have they played? You know, they haven't played anybody. I, I get it. We haven't either. Uh, so maybe you can say that's a, a bit of a wash. But, uh, again, uh, this is one of those teams that we should beat on paper. You know, after last year and everything that happened, uh, everybody thought that turning the page for Nebraska would be getting back to beating the teams that we should beat. This is one of those teams. I don't care that they play Ohio State close two years in a row or, you know, they play these tough teams close. They're not winning. So I think that's what we need to focus on. You bring up that they've played Ohio State close twice two years in a row. But let's not forget Indiana's played Ohio State how many years in a row. I mean, they've played each other every year. Sure. A lot of years. You know, this is the first time Nebraska and Indiana are playing since we've joined the Big Ten. So there's a little unfamiliarity between the two teams. I I don't think either coaches really know what to expect coming out of the other team outside of looking at film. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, anything else you guys want to add to the Indiana talk? Uh, you know, I, I, you guys, I don't know if you guys have seen these uh, red zone stats from Indiana, but these guys are terrible in the red zone, offense and defense. I saw that. Man, they're just terrible. They only get... They're only 12 of 18 on scoring on red zone offense. So they got 66% chance of converting to points. And their defense has given up almost 88%. So, I mean, if you get in the red zone, you're probably going to score on them. But if they get in the red zone, there's a good shot of stopping. So it kind of goes back to the this is a game we should win. I, I think you're right, Dustin. This is a, one of those games that we should win. Yeah, and I think people are putting a little much stock, you know. And I get it. There's a lot of uh, hesitancy uh, in this program because of that we've been dropping games that we shouldn't do. And this does have the recipe where that could happen on the road. But I on the on the road and after a bye week, everybody always praises the bye weeks, but. It always seems like in the past, Nebraska just does not play well after a bye week. Yeah, but Mike Riley has a pretty good record uh, uh, following a bye week. So I put my hands in this coaching staff. Uh, I like this coaching staff a lot better than theirs. So Yeah, and, you know, the bye week week came in at a really great time. I mean, you know, I talked about who's still out, but – I mean, last week, Tommy wasn't going to be able to play. I mean, our offensive line was in shambles. 
they're looking healthy coming in this week. Tommy is going to be a hundred percent. I mean, that's going to be really clutch. Moore is going to be back, and he was playing great before he got injured. I mean, I think we do have some weapons. I, I, it's going to be a tough game, though. I mean, it's it's going to be a nail biter. I really feel in Indiana this weekend. It'll be good. Uh, so let's turn our focus into some uh, other games this week uh, for our predictions. I kind of went Big Ten heavy this week. Uh, I put a little touch of SEC, but uh, let's get into it here. Uh, first game, Illinois at Ruggers. Tyler, what do you got? The the first dirty diaper bowl of the season. <laughs> this is a terrible matchup. I don't think you could pay me to watch. You know, Rutgers may be the worst team in a Power 5 conference this year. Uh, you know, I, I, I think Illinois, they played us tough. I think they do have some NFL players, especially on that defensive line. Lovey Smith is doing things. I think they win. I think they actually win big against Rutgers this weekend. Derek? Sure, yeah. I mean, you're, you're absolutely right. I, Rutgers needs to be taken out of a Power 5 conference. They might need to be dropped down to Division Two football. I, I don't know. <laughs> these guys are these guys are bad. I mean, they've been outscored 136 to nothing in the last two games. And I get it; they played two of the best teams in the country. But you only had like 36 yards of total offense against Michigan. How bad are you guys? <laughs> That's terrible. There's there's no way Illinois can, or I mean, Rutgers can win this game. Illinois wins big. Yeah, I think you're right. Ruggers, they have a 2-3 and three record, but it's only because they played New Mexico and Howard. Yeah, Illinois, they played far better schools. They're a far better team, and Illinois will win by two TDs. Uh, next, we have Minnesota at Maryland. Tyler, who do you have? You know, both of these teams started non-conference undefeated. They both look like they were going to Big Ten team with maybe a shocker in place. Uh, they've both stumbled one way or another. You know, Minnesota has lost the first two in the Big Ten. You know, Maryland just comes off of a bad beat against Penn State. You know, I'm giving the edge to Maryland. It's going to be a close game. Uh, DJ Durkin comes over from uh, Michigan this year, former defensive coordinator there. I think he's a good coach. I think he's going to be able to turn Maryland around, and he does enough this week, I think, to get a close win against Minnesota. Nice. Derek? Well, you know, Maryland really hasn't played anybody. Their offense has looked really good against some of these nobodies that they played. Uh, the, the only game you really have to go off of it is that at Penn State. They both played at Penn State. The difference was Minnesota looked fairly decent playing them. It took Penn State into overtime, while Maryland just kind of got rocked in that game. And yeah, I, I think I think Minnesota's probably a little bit better. I think Minnesota wins this game. Well, you know, it's hard to argue that point right there because they just played uh the same competition uh i liked minnesota a lot when jerry kill was there there he was an easy guy to root for he's no longer there and they just seem to be digressing digressing and uh i think maryland i think that they've shown enough to me at least that uh they're a big surprise in the east and i think they get it done maryland wins uh Next, we have Iowa at Purdue. Tyler, tell us your thoughts on that. Guys, I got, a, I got a serious, serious question. How beautiful is it that Iowa has retaken their proper place 
as suck piles in the Big Ten again. <laughs> this isn't the once every five years that Iowa pulls out a great season. I mean, they have looked terrible week in, week out this year. It's not a one-game fluke. It's glorious. It gives me joy. It's like Christmas morning every time I get to watch Iowa play. However, they're playing Purdue this week. Purdue's offense is not good. They're 88th in the country in scoring. Iowa's defense has actually played pretty well, 13th in the country in scoring. I think Iowa wins. I think they actually win and cover the 14-point spread this week. Cover? Wow. Nice. Derek? Wow. Uh, you know, I'm just going to call it the Kirk Ferentz. That, that's the season they're having, the Kirk Ferentz season. This is his M.O. He has a really good year, and then he quits for about four or five years, gets put on a hot seat, and then he tries again, I guess. I don't know. But he's been known to do this for however long he's been there, what, 11 years now? Right. So I, I don't see why this is such a surprise to people. However, I, I think Purdue scores some points on, on Iowa. I, Iowa might be fairly good at not giving up a lot of points, but they're giving up almost 350 yards a game. And Purdue's getting 429 yards a game. I, as long as they can keep the turnovers down a little bit, I think Purdue will score some points in Iowa. I do think Iowa will come out with the win because it's Purdue. <laughs> right. But yeah. I don't think they probably cover. Yeah. You know, it's fun to see Iowa struggle. I don't take as much enjoyment out of it as you do, Tyler, but that's okay. Um, you know, they're in a dogfight every week. They make every game a lot harder than what it really should be. Derek, you mentioned the turnovers. Uh, David Blau for Purdue, he's thrown for 1,300 yards, but he's had nine interceptions. I mean, Tommy Armstrong even laughed at that last year. You know, I mean, <laughs> that's that's not good. Uh, I do like Purdue to keep it close in this game. I think they're going to challenge Iowa, give Iowa a scare, and make all the other fans around the nation, you're like, oh, my God, Iowa's sucking it up again. Uh, but I think Iowa, they pr- do prevail, but they'll still be a laughing stock. Uh, Northwestern at Michigan State. This is, this should be an interesting game. What do you think there, Tyler? Yeah, I mean, th- this is going to be an interesting game. I mean, if you were to said going into the season, I thought both of these teams had a chance to have a pretty good season, and they have both disappointed greatly. Michigan State is coming off their first three-loss uh, streak. Since 2009, I mean, they have not looked good this year. They're playing Northwestern. It's going to be a close game. At the end of the day, I just don't believe Mark D'Antoni loses four in a row. I think they win a close game. This could be one of the better games of the weekend as far as how competitive it's going to be. Okay, so uh, you got Northwestern. I'm sorry, you said Michigan Michigan State. State. Okay, got it. Yeah, Spartan. Derek. Uh, Tyler, you're absolutely right with with Mark D'Antonio. He's not going to lose four in a row, I don't think. However, you guys know me and the FPI and how I like to look at that. This is probably the closest game I've seen in the FPI in a long time. You you want to talk about a coin flip game. They have Northwestern favored by 50.2% chance of winning this game. They don't get much more than coin flip than that. However, I do do think Michigan State comes out. Mark D'Antonio is too good of a coach to lose four in a row. Well, I'm not quite sure what to think of this game. You know, uh, Northwestern, they lost to Illinois State, and then they beat Iowa last week. And Michigan State, you know, you said it, they dropped the last three. Uh, 
but that lone win against Notre Dame, that's not looking really good right now. Uh, I think Northwestern gets the upset at Michigan State. You know, I find it funny that you're giving Northwestern so much credit for beating Iowa after we just got done talking about how how terrible Iowa really is this year. I know, but you know, before that, I you know Northwestern they just couldn't catch a break at all. Uh, but I, I'm sorry, guys. Uh, Michigan State, they you know after that Notre Dame win that they have. The only other win they have uh, is against uh, Furman, and Furman, that was not an impressive win at all. That is true. They, there's something wrong with that Michigan State team, and uh, it starts with their quarterback. <laughs> they don't have a quarterback. Well Furman, well, Furman might be more impressive than Notre Dame is right now. Notre Dame might be the <laughs> second biggest dumpster fire in college football right now. True. They, they, they need to get I, a quarterback I, under wraps. They did. They did get beat by Texas. I mean, that that says something, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. All right, moving along, gentlemen. All right, here's the. If not, well, this is the the game of the week in uh, college football land. Uh, number two, Ohio State at number eight, Wisconsin. Tell us, Tyler, who wins? Classic Big Ten game. I mean, you have the power of Wisconsin against the speed of Ohio State. I mean, you have the number one rushing offense in the country or in the conference with Ohio State against the number one rushing defense in the conference with Wisconsin. I mean, this is going to be a really great game. Camp Randall is going to be bumping that day. I have been down on Wisconsin all year. I would have picked them to lose almost every game they've played. But I'm not picking to this one. I think Wisconsin goes in, holds the upset, close, close game, hard fought against Ohio State this weekend. Wow. Derek, what say you? You know, I I can almost agree with you. And being at home, Wisconsin, you know, on the road, they just held Michigan to 14 points, and Michigan's been scoring even more than Ohio State has. I mean, but... I, Ohio State's just got too much talent for Wisconsin, I think. They, Wisconsin has no offense whatsoever. And you got to be able to score points to win games. And I I don't think there's a lot of points scored in this game, but Ohio State will score at least a little. And Wisconsin may not score any. Yeah, I agree. You know, Wisconsin, they do have a good defense. But you know what? Ohio State, they got a number five. They're number five in the country in total defense. And they're also number four in total offense. Wisconsin cannot compete there. Uh, Ohio State wins by two TDs in this one. Wow. Uh, I want, let's turn the pages over to uh, Alabama at Tennessee. Tyler, why should we care about this game? Well, two top ten teams competing, and this is going to be the first time Alabama loses all year. Boom! Just drop that. <laughs> okay, Alabama's going on the road, Knoxville. I mean, they're in the middle of a murderous stretch right now, and they're playing a, with a freshman quarterback. At some point, i got to believe he's going to play like a freshman. Tennessee has had a lucky horseshoe up their ass all season. I think they get the luck. I think they're going to pull off the upset and beat Alabama this week. You think there's more luck in theirs? Wow. Derek, what say you? I, I I think the luck's done, you know. 
This this is a terrible Tennessee. I mean, they're just how they're ranked number nine is beyond me. They didn't even drop one spot after losing to Texas A and M. I mean, I get they went into overtime as a close game. I get that, but how do you not drop after losing a game? I, I, that blows me away. Uh, you're right. Bama's going to lose a game this week, or not this week, but in the season. They're not going to go undefeated. I, I think there's probably a good possibility they could lose to A&M or maybe LSU after that. But they're going to probably win this game. Tennessee's got to be out of luck. they got to be. Yeah. It, it's hard to argue. It's just seeing what you know, how lucky they got against Appalachian State and the uh, Hail Mary in Georgia. You know, they, they tried to come back. Do it again with uh, Texas A&M, but, yeah, their luck is gone. Sorry, Alabama's going to roll Tennessee. And not, and hopefully knock them down where they need to be, you know, 24 or whatever. Uh, no, they'll drop to 11. Yeah, that <laughs> could happen too. All right, so in Huskerland, this is the game of the week, Nebraska at Indiana. Like I said before, the line is down to three. Tyler, give us your score prediction for this game. You know, we talked about this earlier. Husker fans are panicked for this game. I mean, for a game against Indiana, there's a lot of fear about this game. And they have reason to be. We talked about what Indiana brings to the table. I think it's going to be a tough game. I think it's going to be one of those games that we're going to need some fluke plays and some extra things to pull out the victory. I do think we get them. I think we win 28-21. I think it takes two non-offensive touchdowns to win this game, though. Wow. Derek? Well, you know, I living in Nebraska, I'm, I'm getting a lot of mixed emotions about this game. I, some people seem to be dismissing them like, oh, this is a game we should win and not paying attention to it. Others are, do seem very fearful of this game. I, I do think it'll be a very close game. I, I have I have Nebraska winning 28-24. 28-24. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I get the uh, the I get the concerns here, but again, this is one of those teams. If if we are a top ten team, this is a team that we need to beat. We can't lose to a game like this if we are a legitimate top 10 team. Uh, I expect Newby to have a really good game in this game. Uh, I think Nebraska wins 31-24. to 24. Uh, And also, uh, Patrick has given us his pick for this game. And I like his pick probably the most of all. He has uh, Nebraska winning 42-28, to 28, so mark that one down. And so, so with that, uh, let's go ahead and wrap it up, guys. Uh, hey, don't, don't forget to leave your predictions on Facebook and Twitter. Yes, I'm sorry. I forgot that. Leave your predictions uh, on Facebook and at Twitter, at HuskerCuzCast. And, uh, you know, follow us. Follow us. Engage us. It's, it'll be a great thing. Uh, so, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up now. Uh, we only have one shout-out this week, and that's to you, Patrick. Get well soon, buddy. Uh, we want to thank everybody for listening, and we'll do it again next Wednesday. And as always, go Big Red. <laughs>